Um, hi everyone, welcome back to Le Chronicles Bakai. Um, this is your host, Nike Linnistan. The tea is silent. I just touched down from France and I am joined today here with my cousins, aka my friends. Um, and I'll let them go around and introduce themselves. Diana and Andrew, that could start. Okay. Hey, um, my name is Andrew and I'm a husband to uh, this lovely woman on my right. Um, yeah, she's my wife and we're married. And uh, we just uh, hit our one year anniversary, August 1st. Um, she does YouTube, but I'll let her tell you about that. <laughs> um, my name is Diana Lively. Um, I'm Haitian American. Uh, yeah, it's my husband, my best friend. Um, so yeah, we're excited for this episode. Um, my name is Kathy, not Catherine Nike, and um, I just graduated college. Um, I love Jesus, and this is my boyfriend, Jonathan. Okay. Hey guys, save the best for last. Um, Jonathan Lacombe, oh, I just put my government all out. Wow. Um, <laughs> what can I say about myself? Uh, I am Kathy's boyfriend, if you guys didn't know. Um, now you know. Let's see, and I. He plays several there. instruments. He I loves one Jesus. Yeah. Okay. He, plays he does several. the talking for me, you know. He's not All right. Thanks, guys, for the intros. I'm going to turn it <laughs> off right here. Um, so, today's topic, like, um, if you guys don't get it from the intro, is about being married, being young, and being Haitian. Um, and more specifically, being in a very um, serious relationship while being young. Um, I personally think it's a it, there's a stigma around that. Um, you guys could let me know what you think. But I feel that in the Haitian community, when you are a young, when you are young people and you are in a serious relationship, number one, it either starts with like some secrecy or in stuff like that because there is a little bit of some shame. Um, and nobody takes you serious. And number two, it's just people assume that you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what it takes to be in a relationship and that you're just too young and you're never ready to be in a relationship. So I want to dive into that because I know that you all have had experiences with that. Just being you guys' friends, I've heard some stories. I know some things. Watching Diana's YouTube videos, this girl goes in about all of that. So I know she's going to be a motor mouth with this topic. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to hear from you guys. Um, first of all, what was the response when you guys came out? Not out the closet, but with your relationship. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, I just want to say, if I, I have to apologize in advance for my laugh. I have a very, very ugly laugh, and Nike is really funny, so. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> so if you hear me sounding crazy, that's why. Um, yeah. You want to tackle this one? Um, sure. Uh, I remember when, <laughs> when I first was like, decided to actively pursue Diana. And uh, I remember I was at my aunt's house and all my cousins were there, um, all 47 of them. And we were, <laughs> I was just like, uh, the, the topic of just women came up and, um, and I was like, oh, you know, there's this girl I'm interested in. Uh, a, a couple of my cousins uh, already knew Diana from like church and stuff. 
Um, but I was like, there's this girl I'm interested in. And I was like, I'm, I'm really serious about her. I'm like 98% sure I'm going to marry her. Um, and, and they were just like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not even dating yet, yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, I know what I'm talking about. No, I think we just started dating. We were only dating for like a week at that point. Um, but I knew, like, I was like, we're going to get married. I know it. And um, they were just like, okay, buddy. Yeah, whatever. And that was, that was four years ago. Um, and I remember I came before I came to Massachusetts, before we started actually dating, I was telling my friends in Georgia about her. And then I was like, there's this girl, I'm going to marry her. I'm telling you. And they were just like, you're crazy. Like, we've never heard about this girl before. Like, even though I told them, like, we've been friends for, for years since uh, 2011, um, they were just like, you're crazy. Same thing with my parents. It was just like, you're crazy. I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. And so you told your parents? I told my parents that there was a girl that I was interested in, and I'm pretty sure I was going to marry her. Um, oh. Just because I was just like, whatever. And I was just madly in love with her um, and excited about the prospect <laughs> of being together. So people were just like, you're crazy. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you have no... Um, because up until that point, no one, you know. I wasn't public with my relationship. So no one has known about me being in a relationship before. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, you're crazy. You're not about to marry this girl. What are you talking about? And then here we are. And then how old were you? Can I ask how old were you? I was, um, when we first got together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I was 20. I was 20. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, a little bit about my background. I kind of live in like two worlds because um, I grew up in foster care. So my mom is like an Irish white lady, um, but I'm also connected with, you know, my, my Haitian roots, you know, I'm like my grandparents and all that stuff. Um, so when I told my mom, first of all, my mom's not a Christian. Like, so this whole idea of like courtship and all that stuff, you know, I told my mom, we first started, um, I was like, mom, you know, we're in a courtship, you know, um, so like, I'm not saying we're going to get married tomorrow, but that's what we're working towards. And she thought I was insane. She thought I was crazy. And she was like, what? You're so young over here talking about marriage. Like, she was like, girl, get your life, basically. And so, but, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I was like, you know what? If marriage is for us, it's for us. For us if it's not, it's not at the end of the day. So for me, um, knowing who he was, you know, even when we were friends, I would joke like, hey, if we're both 30 and we're not married yet, let's just get married since we're just friends like that. Like, let's just go ahead and do it. Um, I was never her friend. <laughs> I was one. You need to stop saying that. <laughs> we was friends and you had girlfriends and I had boyfriends. So you need to stop saying that, okay? Because it's not a good look. I was waiting for my window. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think that it's interesting that your mom was not for that because I feel like parents are kind of want you to take these situations more serious. Like they don't, especially when you're a woman, when you're a girl, they don't want you to be hopping around dating, doing all this stuff. They want you to take something serious. Kathy and Jonathan, I know you guys are not married. For those who are watching, Mm -hmm. these ones are not married. Are you guys courting? Is that something that you guys are doing? I guess we could talk about courtship if anybody wants to define that. I don't really, I'm not too extra familiar with it. So I know that's a two-part question. I'll ask Diana and Andrew, what is courtship? And then I'll ask you guys what you guys think about courtship. Um, For me, courtship was 
this is a guy that I like as a person and that I see myself with in the long run, mm -hmm. you know, um, and we're taking our dating seriously. Obviously we're not dating other people and stuff like that, but it's somebody that, that has all the qualities in a husband or someone that has all the qualities in a wife, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And like, you know, it's the end of the world, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, basically, just to keep it simple, um, dating with intention, like exclusively dating with intention of working towards something, you know, bigger. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, Kathy and Jonathan, like, I mean, you guys can either, either give your opinion on this or let us know what you guys are doing. I don't want you to get too much in your business, but this episode is for getting into the business. <laughs> um, helping those you know, who may not um, understand and need and are um, <laughs> on their way to getting married themselves without having a man. Where's my nigga at? Um, but you guys, <laughs> you guys let me know. What, is, like, what are you guys doing? Um, yeah, we are definitely courting. Um, I don't know. Did you mop how we started background? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did you, is this a decision that, cause I'm not going to lie. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that we've been friends for like 20 years. Okay. But listen, but listen, oh, it's not the type of, it's not the type of courting. Like it's courting in that, like what Andrew just said, like we're dating with intention. Like mm -hmm. our goal is to get married. It's not, I don't know if anyone does anything official. We didn't sign any documents. Like we're just courting. We know that we want to be together. We know that we want to get married. We know that's where we want to go. I think and, also, wait, finish. No, go. Go all right. Um, I think so. Like at first when we started dating, for sure that wasn't our mentality. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it was never said. But like through conversation and through growth, like, um, because I I take courtship as um, you're dating with a purpose. Like, um, I'm dating because I'm I'm dating to get married. I'm dating for my future. I'm not dating just to, just another girl or so or another boy for we're dating with the purpose to for what like um diane has said so i think because of that um like throughout our relationship as we grew, grew and um got to just be closer with you through the years we uh, like our mindset kind of shifted because uh, it's like okay i do want to spend the rest of my life with my best friend and stuff i think so also um i used to think courting was really like on some Mormon stuff, like on some pilgrim thing, like oh, no because way. I heard things like you had to go on dates in a group, you couldn't be like by yourself, like a lot of I, a I lot think, of rules. Yeah, there's that like I, I, and I totally get the rules, like they're necessary because you know usually people who are practicing courtship or Christian, they're not you know having premarital sex or that's not the goal, whatever the heck. And I'm. I get it, but I feel like sometimes it's not realistic. Like, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship, I just feel like you kind of need to grow up and, and think about like, okay, you know, what are your triggers and stuff like that? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not here for the group dates, but I don't think there's anything you're wrong spending one-on-one -on -one time with, you know, someone that you're dating, like. Right. Well, I have a question. Um, Kathy and Jonathan, I know you guys like be, you guys go on, you guys don't, you guys don't just go on dates as a group, but you guys are both in the same church and the same youth and you guys kind of grew up together. Do you feel like that was kind of like, I don't know, grooming you to, 
for you guys to get together? Like, what what do you feel about kind of like growing up with the person that you're with or the person that you're you've married? I know you guys didn't really grow up with each other. I mean, you two. Did. I know. I know. Like, it was for sure easier to do the group thing because um, we were just always around each other, and right. that's really pretty much how our story started. Really. Um, I lo- I loved it. I like genuinely because especially like you Nike and my other friends like they be getting with people that sometimes I'm like oh he's crazy like I know Jonathan I know where he's from I know his family I know what kind of education he's gotten I know everything about him and I like that that security of just knowing who this person is even before we take that next step of okay now we want to be together like you know what I mean like I know him and I I like that yeah, like, you like feel like you're really genuinely friends. Like, you guys are genuinely yeah. friends. Yeah. Like, That's nice. That's that. that helps you know, um, that helps you know you haven't, like, married a, a axe murderer. Like, you could sleep. A psycho. Psycho. For yeah. real. Right. Did you have something yeah. to say, Andrew? Well, I have a question for you guys. Um, where, where like, growing up, it's, well, it's a two-part question. Growing up, were, were your parents, like, open to you guys dating and stuff? When well, we were younger, <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't told our story. I mean, I I could tell. I tell Kathy that um I picked her out at the hospital um when she was born because I knew since day one she was. <laughs> we're my six one. months apart, so he was no, six months old. That didn't happen. That's false. But um, God was like, Jonathan, which one do you want? And I said, I want that one. But, you know, uh, of you but that's not what happened. God with the with the uh, with the baby bottle picking yeah. out different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He I mean, probably couldn't even pick his head up. Like, yeah. no, that it's didn't happen. Say. Right. Okay, well, hey, no. Jonathan, I guess you guys could um, tell us your story, how you guys got together, um, and whatever happened in the room, whatever Jonathan's talking about. Um, so, you know, like, when you're really, really young and you like that kid at church. For me, it was church because that's where I was. They called it That's where I was at church. So it was church and it was always us. Like, he was always the person that I would tell my best friends, like, oh, I like that one. And we each had someone and it was him. And he liked me too. You're on mute, babe. And no, he no. liked me too. Um, like, we were always that for each other. And it's been like that ever since. Like, I think... I can remember like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, always being each other, but we didn't go to the same school. So we had separate lives. So, you know, we had our own lives at school and stuff. And I think it wasn't until like we were 16 or 17 when we officially like, were like, okay, let's do this. Like we actually, no, actually when we were like 12 or something, we tried to get into a relationship. And I literally remember calling each other like, Hey, you're good. Cool. That, that was our whole relationship. Never okay. seen each other. Been like each other. Yeah. Oh, this is um, oh, this like is... he's he's pretty accurate he's like... on the. But he picked me out. Like this has been a long time coming. First and I think it was 16 when we were like, okay, let's actually, or 17 when we were like, okay, let's actually do it. Um, it wasn't until. Or sorry. 2016 or age 16. Age 16, sorry. Age 16. Um, And we still didn't tell our parents. I remember I was telling people, like, older mentors at the church. And like you were saying, Nike, like, people were like, oh, it's not going to last. Like, you'll see. 
we've been together for like six, seven years now. Like, and it, it's been tough because obviously you guys know relationships are tough, but they're so worth it. And yeah, we've been together ever since. Hey, how old are you guys now? We're 23. Okay. She says I'm 23. I think I'm older, but. Okay. He's 23. Something you do look older though. You look like you're in your 40s. I mean, I've had a beard like this. He, if he looks like he's in his 40s, he's a good-looking 40-year-old. Okay, girl. All right, guys. So I want to ask a question about marriage. Um, so in the Haitian community, I'm not, actually, actually, I'm not going to generalize it. I would say I know personally a lot of older Haitian people who are in marriages that are miserable. They're horrible <laughs> marriages. I don't believe God had called them to one another or whatever. How has... Um, I guess seeing marriages of people who are older, how has that affected your view on marriage? And have you seen a really good marriage that you're like, I want that? Even your parents' marriage, where you're like, I want that, or I do not want that. Um, or has it been like a thing where you're like, I don't even want to get married? Like, what you think? Why you laugh? Why you guys laughing? It's funny. Okay, so for me. Um, especially like in church, like marriages be mad dry, right? Like, and obviously you don't know, you know, what goes on at home and how they are, but it's just like, just the way they interact with each other. You would never even know that they were married. Like I've literally gone to church. I didn't know y'all was together until somebody said, oh, that's her husband or, you know, they're married. That's how just dry and just like, you know, cause I think in Haitian culture, it's not really a thing to be like affectionate and stuff like that. Um, so that might be it, but I mean, again, like not saying that you can't find wisdom, um, from these people, especially when they've been married for a long time, but also like looking at them and being like, you know what? I respect y'all for being married, but at the same time, um, I don't want my marriage to look like that. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when I walk in the room, like say Andrew and I walk in the room at, at separate times. You gonna know there's something going on here. You know what I'm saying? Not that we're super PDA, but just that something that tells you that's my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just that love, like, just I feel like you don't feel the love. Where's yeah, the love? Yeah, it's me and John. Me and Jonathan were literally talking about this yesterday. Like how I feel like, especially Christian people, are so like. My, I, my, uh, a mentor of mine was telling us a story about how people get married and they are so nervous to have sex. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like listening to her and I was like, what, why? And she was like, because marriage is not presented like that to us, especially at the, in Haitian churches. Like, it's very like, when people get pregnant, that's when I'm like, wait, who's your husband again? Like, I have no idea. Like, it really is like, you don't, they don't even know, like, hi, let me, let me go sit next to you. No, nothing. And so... They don't I didn't get at all. I know. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so I bad. Think that was a rule. Like you don't sit next to your husband just so that, <laughs> just in case, like you guys are like feeling a certain way in charge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just never. All the wives would be over there. All the men would be over there. And I'm like, or yeah. there'd be Weird. a lot of single widowed women in the church, and I'm like, oh no, honey, this. You know what me and that were engaged, and we were like, I would like sit in church with her and like hold her hand. People would look at us like we were crazy. And I'm just like, I can't hold my fiance's hand during church. <laughs> oh, 
Like, we're clearly because that, like, that means you're having sex in the church. Yeah, it sure that, does. That means if we if we both leave out the sanctuary at the same time, it's because we ha- oh. having a quickie. Yeah, like, crazy. Why would you even I ever do hold that? my fiance's hand? Like, yeah. and I, I don't know. I think that just like perpetuates a culture of like of just being kind of like anti affection. Because at the end of the day, like it's these same pastors and these same church leaders that don't show affection to their wives that are that might be stepping out on their wives. So yeah. regardless of how you're presenting yourself does not necessarily mean it equates to what you're doing back at home. You know what I'm saying? So I think that whole thing gotta go. Well, think, that, oh, go ahead, Jonathan. Well, I think it's also the way. Um, the people we're talking about are also like the people who are older than us. And I always tell Kathy this, like, even with um, our parents, sometimes they see their vision is what they grew up with. So like they're, and it's kind of based off, like for me growing up, I know the way my father raised me, um, there's some things I'm going to take and there's some things I'm going to be like, yeah, that's not happening. And the same things. And then my kids might try to change my mindset or so, but I, if I, if it's your foundation, it's what you grew up with, it's what you're going to believe. And then I think it's a thing where these people who are really conservative or like come off as like, they're not married or so. Um, it's, it's, um, I, re- I think it's for sure. Like Kathy said, it's great. Um, you see a limit of boundaries, but it tells me that, okay, I know I don't want to be specifically like that, but then also we do see couples where, who do show too much and who are all giving mm-hmm. like, right in front of the pulpit like you're just like what's going on you know what I mean and it's like now I think it helps um help me build my foundation of okay like what I want like I don't want to be this I don't want to be that but I also want to be right in the middle where when Kathy walks into a room like people know that's my girl you know Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah well my question is like I I, now that I feel like you, you guys are all hip to like how Haitians can be did that affect you Cause I mean, me as a single, like super single person, I like seeing the way my parents are. Sometimes I catch myself like kind of looking at them and like, I don't want to, I don't want that. I'll take that. that. Like kind of like picking and choosing what I don't and and what I do want and don't want from their marriage. It's a lot of don't want, but what I don't like certain things that I'm taking from their marriage. And I feel that it's a lot of negativity and I remember talking to my sister and my sister was like, you could observe them all you want and say, you won't do this. You won't be like that. But until you do the work yourself, you're going to find yourself ending up just like that because it's in your bloodline. So it's like, you can, you can say what you want, what you don't want in your own marriage, but if you don't do the work, it's not going to happen. And if you don't get delivered from that kind of mindset, you're going to enter a marriage, either not really wanting to get married or just like, from a place of control or whatever like how did that how do you guys think that observing these things in church these things in your families like affected or didn't affect or kind of played a part in your relationship even with like relationships in the past um but more currently we're not talking about exes today um i know for me like i would be when we especially when we first got married because it's like 
because it's a culture of like don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it you get married and it's everyone's like looking around like I just feel like everyone was like looking at me like oh they doing it like you know what I mean like, <laughs> I don't know I just I was like more self-conscious with that especially like getting married young and like having that um when you get married young and everyone assumes like right off the bat especially the way we did it how we eloped um everyone thought I was pregnant you know what I'm saying so I was even more self-conscious of like, oh my goodness, I can't get pregnant for like at least the first three months of marriage. So like I can prove that I was not pregnant when we got married. Um, But yeah, so that was the thing for me. I was just, I became more self-conscious of like my body, people looking at my body and and stuff like that. Like, and that's, I don't know, I feel like that's a part that no one really talks about when you get married early, especially when you're a female. Um, It's just how people view you now, like, you know, like, oh, girl, your life is over. You're going to spread them legs, have them babies, and that's it, you know? Yeah. So. My parents um, got divorced when I was young, mm-hmm. and they both remarried. And from watching them uh, operate in their dynamics and um, just knowing how they dealt with me, um, I know I know that my parents did. Obviously, I know my parents did, like, the best they could with what they had but I think I learned more of what not to do as opposed to got examples of what to do Um, and when when we first got married it was like it was like everybody had an everybody had an opinion and what was funny was that everyone with the opinion was in were, was in uh, like relationships that were low key in shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, to I mean, just to be just to be blunt, um, and it was like obviously like I I heard them out and I took the advice, but with a grain of salt because I know that you're telling me things based on who you are and who your husband is but I know that I'm nothing like you. Um, and I know that, and Diana's nothing like your wife and vice versa. Um, so many people had opinions, but no one had, so many people, had, you know what? So many people had things to say about negative things that were, that were to come, but nobody ever had anything, nobody ever had words of encouragement or if you do, no, I wouldn't, say, on, I wouldn't say nobody. There were people. There were. There were. There were definitely people when when we when they would sit and like marry people in like good marriages. I would say when they would sit and talk to us, they'd be like, "You guys are better than people that we know that have been married for yeah. forever." They were like, "You know, just keep on doing what you're doing." Then there were other people that just didn't want to hear it simply because we were young. Mm-hmm. What I say at the end of the day, I'm grown. <laughs> I'm grown, but I'm not grown, and I think. Like we're adults and we can make adult decisions. And I understand that, you know, there are stigmas attached to that. But if you actually have a conversation and you hear us out like adults and not just viewing us as like 15 year old, like stupid people, then you actually see like, okay, these, these people know what they're talking about. They, 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 they've done the work to see what, you know, what actually takes for a marriage. And I think the year that, that we have under our belt now has really proven to a lot of the naysayers that you know okay they're they're okay they they, they're going with god and they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. do you guys um single people slash in a relationship 
um, have things to say um, regards to what they said because I think that is very important. I don't, I don't for, I don't necessarily foresee YouTube going through that because I feel like people have already been involved in you guys's journey. Um, but what do you guys think about about that? What they just said, Kathy and Jonathan. Um. I'm sorry for like any negativity that you guys receive. I think that's horrible because I think one of the things that young people need the most is counsel. And so when you have people just talking trash, like what do you expect? It's like they don't want you to succeed, but God is good. Um, I, my parents, I look up to my parents' marriage. There's obviously things in my parents' marriage that I do not want in my marriage. And I think I'm working on myself so that I don't do the same things. And I think one of the most important ingredients to having a successful marriage is marrying the right person. Because I think our parents' generation, I think they all were pressed to get married because of their age. And I think our generation is different. I think our generation is like we're, um, what's the word? We are like, what's the word? Help me out, guys. What's the word? We're like, we're like going to get married to the right person. Sure, I'll say that. Like we're 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 okay. Like we we're what? Sure, we're ca like we are. Sure, whatever. Cautious. We are cautious, and we're not willing to settle. We're not willing to settle. We're not gonna just get married to someone just because it's time. Oh my gosh! Like, cause we've seen their marriages, and we yeah. see how they don't look like they're in love, and we want to be in love. I understand that marriage is a lifetime thing, and so me and him better be laughing on the couch forever. Like, there's no oh, I'm tired of him. I have my kids. I just want to move on. Like, no, this is it. So we it gotta be the right person, and um including God in the relationship is like I found to be so important in order to do that. And I think their requirements were different too for like who to get married to. You know, I think their priorities were more so job mm. status. Oh yeah. And whether you can provide like for a female yeah. is whether you it, can, can you maintain a household. Can you provide and for the female can you maintain a household? That's why they're that's why they put so much emphasis. Oh, what, what my own doctor? What my own, you know, avocado? Oh, yeah. You know, Especially what I'm in Haiti, they did. My dad told me that they definitely do that. He's like, he he'd seen, he saw so many good guys, great potential, smart, but they got the short end of the stick, so they wouldn't get women. Like the women would go towards people who are more financially stable, who come from a good family and yeah. stuff like that. And it's Wasn't all about status. It's all about being taken care of. But mm -hmm. here in America, you know, we're more privileged. So, and, and we got social media, so the pickings are slim and, and we, you know, we have everything, like we have everything, like we don't, we don't even care. So it's to the point where it's like potential speaks more now for what you actually have sometimes or what you actually have speaks more than your potential. Like, we just don't care. Like we'll do, we'll do and go whatever direction that we want to go to. Like there's some of us who, who get married and we know we don't have a, a, a penny in our pockets but we have a, a dream and we have love and we go uh, because we live in America and we could get a job, you know, things could happen. Um, yeah. But in Haiti, the growth and the, the potential for growth is so small that people don't even take their chances. Like they could be in love, but they are gonna go marry people who will elevate their status and help their family come out of the gully. Um, yeah. So and I, and I think- 
ahead. And I think about that. Um, I think for us is I think that's still like something we should value. Like, don't get me wrong. I think we should you shouldn't marry someone vice versa who ain't gonna be there for you or provide. But I think what's different versus our our culture and theirs is that that was their solely that was their mindset. Like they were like tunnel vision just in that versus now we like in America. Or like this generation, it's a widespread because um and and we don't just say can you provide like that's not it like I'm not gonna marry you just because you can provide like we have a lot of factors in it and I know like for me um well for me like my parents got separated at a young age when I was what 13 um and so I kind of like in the kind of like my vision of a relationship to be honest like to be transparent in the beginning I was just like. Like at first, I didn't realize how much of an effect it had on me until like more in the years, the past couple of years. Like when I see that, like, oh, um, the moment I seen things popping seriously, like that's when I'm like, oh, like that 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 wall comes up, and it was because I I had that reflection of what my parents had in their relationship and just seeing them, um, what they dealt with. Um, I didn't want to deal with it, and I felt like um, I was just that. That's what I was running away from until. I finally sat down and really like evaluated my life and really saw that like, no, like I would, I do want to be with Kathy. Like I do want a future. Like I, I want to be married. So it's like, I need to kind of like deliver myself from that mindset and also change it. And also like, I also have like other couples Um, like, for example, my, um, one of my older cousins, Um, just see if you see her and her husband, Um, they're like, they're, you can just tell their best friends, like they'll, They'll, they'll laugh with each other they'll crack jokes they'll make fun of each other but you could just feel the love there like anytime you're in the room with them like you're just like they're the cutest and and even though that when they piss each other off like you just still feel love um in their relationship and you kind of see it spread through not just them but through their kids too mm -hmm. and and i think that's i for me i've been able to see both sides and be able to reflect on like, okay, I want something more like this than um, also like what I see from my parents. That's the gag. One thing with that is like, I think, um, I think there's also honor and, you know, I, I feel like with, with the past generations is they stuck with whoever they were with. And when they made a commitment, you know, a lot of the times they made that commitment, even if they weren't necessarily happy. I'm not saying that's the way to go, but I feel like the lesson we can learn from them is like to stick it out even through the hard times. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of times the divorce rates are real. The divorce rates are really high. Um, I think it's more than half now. Yeah. yeah. And, Christians <laughs> and it's the too. same with Christians too. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like, yes, be led with your heart, but at the same time, understand that you're not gonna wake up necessarily every day, you know, with butterflies in your stomach. There's gonna be times where y'all hate each other. There's gonna be times where you, like you just, when I, canting, like I can't, I can't right now, you need to back up, like I can't in this moment. Um, but you know, it's the sticking it out. And that's why like when I do see marriages that have lasted for five, 10, 15, 20, 50 years, I have to give you props and I have to give you kudos regardless of how y'all got together because simply the fact that you made a commitment and you're sticking it out because, you know, you believe in 
in, in holding on to your vows. So I feel like there's stuff we could take from, from, from both places. Um, and yeah, so yeah, recognizing the love, but also recognizing the commitment, even when you aren't necessarily in love for a certain period of time. Yeah. But you know, what's funny with what you said, I think the reason why people, especially our generation wakes up and thinks of butterflies the moment they see marriages because of social media and the, and um, like we live in a really technological um, society where um, like we got a reality TV and people really think that like that's life like oh I'm supposed to do this I'm supposed to treat this person but not realizing it's all for it's all for our eyes to watch it's they're gonna give us what we want because if they give us all the boring stuff like waking up regular regular days like are we gonna tune in right Right. Also, to even flip that, like they show us too a lot of toxic relationships on social media. So, a lot of people think that toxic relationships are normal. Like I, I've, I've had to really. I have a cousin in particular who's addicted to toxic relationships, and I've had to really ask her, like, mm-hmm. do you think, do you believe that this is? Do you do you really believe that this is a normal thing? It's not normal. It's really, it's really yeah. not. But you know, side chicks are being normalized. Um, just be uh, abusive relationships, emotional, um, psychological abusive relationships are being normalized. It's cool to go fight another chick. It's cool to go through somebody's phone. You shouldn't be going through anybody's phone because there should be nothing on that phone. Like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a gag. And and I think that that's something that's very dangerous. You know, even even and I, I don't want to say that. Let me be careful. Because, you know, a marriage is supposed to be a marriage, whatever, no matter what or whatever. But like, you know, sometimes. You gotta go. Not sometimes, but I've seen, I've seen marriages where people are, are stepping out, um, where people are even being beat up. And I, I, you know, I'm saying, this is not good. You should leave. I don't care. Um. And, you know, I think that these type of behaviors in marriages and stuff like that in relationships are seeping through um, out us and we're kind of believing that these things are like normal and these things are things that we need to ride or die with and pre- preferably die. Um, so, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think that's well, not, oh, I don't want no parts. Yeah, that, that's actually really true of like having discernment of when to stay and when to go. I think when you're in a regular relationship, um, you could pick up and leave more easily than when you're married um, or when you have children. That's why, especially like with cheating and stuff like that, if someone's someone's married, let let me tell you, I don't judge if you stay, I don't judge if you go. But for me, it's a respect thing. And, and, you know, I believe that there's 99% of things a couple can work on if they want to and if they are willing to, you know, and if they do the right counseling and they both do their parts and they come together and they work on it, great. But um, like a pattern, a continuous, a continuous like pattern and it's, and it's being, you know, abusive and harmful. Oh, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just, that's just for me. So that's why, like, I think people sometimes are quick to like judge you know, women or men for staying in, um, for staying in marriage where like their significant other is cheating on them or, you know, other stuff in marriage. I'll be the first to say in marriage, it is different because it's like, it's not just this person 
that, you know, you have no ties to. Like, you know, it's like a divorce is serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you go, like it's a, it's a conjoining of lives and to separate that can be difficult, especially when you have children, you know what I'm saying? So like for me personally, I could hoop and holler like, oh, if, if you cheat on me, I'm gonna leave you. Right? I don't know. What's the situation? I don't, I don't know whether I, I would stay or I would leave. You know what I'm saying? Um, if 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 Andrew were to step out on me now, oh, it's deuces. First of all, I'm young, I ain't got no kids to you. We could right, <laughs> right. yeah. But if we've been married 20 years and you stepped out on me one time and we have kids. I'm not saying I'm not gonna leave. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reconsider it based off the situation that I'm in. So yeah. I um, think that's so real. I think that's so real. Honestly, two things. Nike, one time you said to me, girls that love themselves like nice guys. And that was the truth if I ever heard it. Because I think there are a lot of girls right now that just want to be with whoever and they just they're attracted to the money, the yeah, all of that. It's like no 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 you if you love yourself, you're going to like a nice guy, someone that treats you well, mm-hmm. number one. But number two, I think what you said is so on point, Diana, because, um, like, I'm not married, but, like, it is a commitment. And I think that's why beforehand we need to go for the nice guys, the guys that love us, the guys that, if you're Christian, love Jesus. Because Period. they have a bunch of things. Like, God is going to convict Jonathan even before Jonathan does something. Even before I know it, God is going to convict him. You know what I mean? And so if God can do that work in him, then I have a little bit of security. And I think um, it makes the taking the leap easier. Like, I'm, I'm more confident in that. I, 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 I love that. I, and that, that kind of segues into the next thing I want to bring up, which is being equally yoked. Because, you know, when we were younger, this goes for men and women, we tend to be, we, 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 I guess we were attracted to worldly people and people who were not equally yoked. And sometimes what we, what we do is we like to take the person who, you know, don't care anything for Jesus and try to make them care for Jesus. I remember bringing my ex to church and like, you know, like, he's like, he's like this, right? Like, he's like, yeah, cool. I'm like, yeah, you know. This, this is you know they serving food after you know and he's like oh, cool word and stuff but he was not saved never and I, and it was a mess and I think that um especially with going into marriage or being in a marriage how your spiritual life works spiritual growth spiritual decline um I guess you guys could tell me and then you guys could let me know we could we could talk about this whatever but um how does it work in a marriage like if you marry somebody that's not equally yoked or if you do marry somebody that's equally yoked how does how does your growth or your lack of growth um help whatever yeah um so being equally yoked is something i take very seriously um because i couldn't even imagine being i can't even imagine dating somebody that i wasn't equally yoked with let alone married um as a matter of fact, there was a time during our relationship where I was kind of figuring myself out spiritually um, because I was coming out of, um, I was kind of like, I guess, redefining my identity as a Christian away from what I had just been taught by my parents and my community and kind of just figuring things out for myself. So there was a lot of things I was unsure about. Wait, and- can I preface that with saying, 
So that is coming from, so we grew up in the Adventist church. So with Adventism, you know, you're taught, first of all, unequally yoked means you can't date people outside of your denomination. You know what I'm saying? Because Adventists, you know, observe the Sabbath, they don't eat pork, they don't wear jewelry, stuff like that. So it's like, why would you go be with someone, you know, you know, you observing the Sabbath and then they, they, they chowing down a rack of ribs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and their, their mentality is like, you can't, you obviously can't be with this person. And then having kids in that environment. Exactly. And then having children, like what are the children going to do? That's a whole thing. So yeah, you can go ahead. So yeah. Um, so there was the time where like me and Diana were just butting heads on a lot of things spiritually. And I was just like, I had to take time away from the relationship to just kind of go to when God. Was this? <laughs> this this happened. When you take time? <laughs> I don't know what you. This what you, happened. When do you take time away from a relationship, though? I been by your side since. I don't think we. I don't think we broke up legitimately. I think I just didn't talk to you for like a couple of days. So I. Oh, so you ghosted her? So you? Well, no, no, no. I absolutely. Told I don't you. think that was the only thing that was going on, though. Anyways, yeah. it was a it was some years ago. I'm I'm fuzzy on the specific, but either regardless. So I had some things I needed to figure out and I was afraid, bottom line, I was afraid it was going to be a problem for our relationship moving forward. Now that, you know, I'm more uh, defined in my, in my spirituality and relationship with God and um, Diana is too, and we've come together on a lot of things. Um, I also had to learn that uh not all disagreements mean you're unequally yoked because sometimes you could just have a, dis a different interpretation of something. Yeah. But um, what there's a difference between having a disagreement and 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 interpret and dang that word is and me up. in interpretation. Yeah. There's a difference between having a difference of opinion in an interpretation and your fundamentals not lining up. Mm. Um. So. Diana trusts me to lead us spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and obviously, but obviously like she has her own opinions and, um, understandings about things, but she, like, as far as what we do in the house, how we operate, how we move, how we serve God, she allows me to make those, um, decisions for us. Cause she trusts my judgment and connection with God. Mm -hmm. But, um, being unequally yoked, I can I can say that I don't see it leaning leading anywhere else but um, divorce, mm -hmm. like because when uh, when you're in times of struggle, when you're in times of uh, dang what's the word I'm looking for? Sh not shortage, but just. When you're just going through things, you're gonna be handled. You're not as spiritually, yeah. maybe not as spiritually strong. Yeah. You're gonna be moving. Significant yeah. other helps that's you. That's you that's right? yeah. Exactly. Especially when you have kids and you're trying to teach your kids, like you know, fundamentals about about their relationship with God and how to how to move in that space. When you're, when I'm saying one thing and Diana's saying another thing to our mm -hmm. kids, they're gonna be just as confused, if not more confused. Next thing, there's this, I'm sorry, there's a fly. It keeps right here. Um, they're they're going to be just as confused, if not more. So, um, yeah, I encourage 
all couples to upfront be very open and transparent and honest about your convictions. What, yeah, what are your what convictions you and what you believe? Um, I think so. So in the in the Bible, from how I was taught about what unequally yoked mean, well, I was taught about it in two ways. One, meaning you know you don't date outside of your denomination. Number two, um, a yoke is like when animals are plowing something, right? And they are yoked by the neck to help do this field task that they are supposed I to do. So if you're like doing work, they say like a horse and a donkey or something like that. A donkey, you no, know, uh, ox and a donkey. Yeah. Ox and a donkey, whatever animals, <laughs> one animal that likes to do stuff. Another animal that's like, yeah, no, never mind. Um, the ox is going to work extra hard trying to not only do the task, but to literally drag this person behind them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's, it's even harder to, to, that's why, like they say, um, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to like save your boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's so exhausting. Like I remember the guy I dated before Andrew. I remember, you know, we was kicking it or whatever. And, you know, this this when I was ratchet, living my living my best ratchet lifestyle back then. And um I remember I was afraid to have the Christian talk with him. You know, and I, I was afraid I, I want to ask if he's a believer because I know God, even though I was ratchet, you know, God still convicts you even when you ratchet, right? Yes. So I was like, I know if he ain't Christian, God gonna convict me to not date him anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so me being in like, just being so blinded, you know, by like the lifestyle I wanted to live, what I settled because I remember the conversation I had with him. He was like, oh yeah, I used to go to church. You know, I believe in God. And that was enough of me. I was like, oh, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> you, believe in God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was just, cause that was enough for me. You know what I'm saying? And I had to get my life together <laughs> and God really had to convict me like, okay, just because this person says they're Christian does not necessarily mean you should be with them are they walking as a christian are they talking as a christian are they you know are are they helping you get closer to me um that was super important to me you know as my relationship with with christ got got stronger um i kicked that man to the curb you know what i'm saying um so but unequally yoked does not does not mean denominations like we we have to get that out of our mind frame because even when even in biblical times there was no such thing as denominations as we conceptualize them today you know what i'm saying so a baptist can marry uh i don't even know what person yeah non-denominational or pentecostal there's so many i don't even know i mean just don't do it don't waste your time it's not gonna work um if you're listening to this right now and you're dating a guy or you are a man dating a girl who is just so back and forth and just not really about it just stop wasting your time cut your losses here let her find jesus and let him find his jesus on their own can't bring anybody to Christ. Even if you bring somebody to Christ, like you don't get the glory from that. Like it, it's not gonna work. Stop it. I need us after this this quarantine. <laughs> we need to stop trying to save people. I literally had a friend yesterday say she's dating a Muslim person, and it's fine because they're not really talking about religion. I'm like, and she's telling me all this spiritual stuff she's going through. I'm like, because you're dating a man who serves 
demonic gods. Like you're dating a man who's serving other gods that is not your god. So therefore, his gods think they have authority over you. So good luck with the demons at night. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry I went there, but this is fact. I mean, this is no, like- wait, No, what you're saying, what you're saying is definitely- This is real stuff. The thing is definitely right, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're going to have to compromise. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to grow with this person. Your heart is going to get fond of this person. Mm -hmm. And if it does end up in marriage or your children, you're going to have to compromise on, yeah. on, on different things. Yeah, be choosing between them yeah. So that's why, you know, is, is God a priority in your life or is God just a part of your life? Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. That's good. Kathy and Jonathan, do you guys want to add? I know you guys just finished reading the New Testament. <laughs> yes um, we are actively both of us reading the bible together because that's something that's important to me uh, to us i do not want to get married i've been through things jonathan's been through things and the thing that i think i love so much about our relationship is that um when i'm crying when i'm down he's like let's pray like when we're in a bad situation he's like let's pray i know people um that are older than us who have kids and they're married and they'll have kids in the hospital and they're different religions they don't believe in the same thing so one person's praying over here like god help me and the other person's just like biting their nails like oh my gosh i'm so scared and it's so important to me that we both can pray in every situation it's so important to me that we believe god to fix every and any situation because I can't just be out here. I feel like, I don't know, ever since I came to God, now I feel, I feel like I'm, I have no parachute if I'm just, if I don't have any, like, security. Right. So that's super, super important to us. You're woke. You're woke now. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think for us, it's been um, really important. I know for me, like, growing up, um, one of the things is, is, like, if anybody knows me, um, since the day I was born, my father has woken up. So I have, three brothers and every day for the for our whole life since we were kids he wakes us up at 6 a.m to pray since we, i was kid since the day i could think and i've watched it since my bit my little brothers were like babies he woke. he don't care what you're doing like even till this day like because i'm still living at home i will i will say good morning to him while i finish like my schoolwork, and he'd be like okay but because my father's an early bird once it hits 6 a.m., if you're in the house, no matter who you are, you're getting up. And, like, he was really, like, because that was our devotion time. And, like, for me growing up, I ain't going to lie. I didn't like it, you know, waking up every morning, early in the morning, tired. Like, and then you're sitting there, like, I'm like a zombie, like, just listening to the word. But it was kind of interesting. At first, I used to say that. I used to tell people, I'm like two people. Like, it came to a point where I could wake up. I'm sleeping, but I'm there. Like, I'll go through the motions. But then is when I started um, getting older and just having conversations with people and then I started seeing myself like pull scripture and pull like different things and I remember it was one conversation I had with my dad random this was even before my parents knew that me and Kathy were dating he was just kind of like um, if you ever indulge in a relationship really dig into um, prayer he's just like just pray with her always make sure you pray with her so then one thing I um, Kathy claims she's the one who brought this to our relationship I gave it but, to you you said but, it okay uh, but yours. I know I know for me though like I was just like from the beginning of our relationship I was like let's pray and to be honest like when we first started doing it it was kind of like so every night we always pray together no matter what it is we always have to pray before we go to sleep and um 
at first it was just like a regular prayer it's just like it didn't mean anything to be honest but then i always say this like when people ask like well how have you guys been together for so long especially when you guys go through stuff i was just like honestly i think it's because we always found a way to include god in our relationship from the beginning um and um we we just prayed and god always had a covering over us because and i think um that's where it goes important it's really important to be equally yoked because if you're not um like kathy said like you could be in the hospital you got one praying for you and the other one is not and then you got no one on your side and i think you don't ever want to con- have to compromise and i feel like the thing with this generation especially um christians is that they're, they're always compromising to fit into the world like and i always give credit to those pastors or those speakers who are able to hold down the religion and the beliefs of god but still um connect with the way the world is like versus yeah. I know what I'm a I'm a given I'm a do this like there's a difference of um fitting in to fit to, to spread the word and I think there's a difference with that then um I'm a give up I'm a I'm a I'm a settle for this and as Christians we're not supposed to settle and I think it goes back to like even what we were talking about before like um I was doing this with Kathy yesterday in Ecclesiastes it says and that's why I feel like marriage also even though we uh this generation we take our time in picking who we do but we don't also value real marriage the way it used to be uh because nowadays like in the bible it says um i i like to be honest i feel like some people do get married just to you know like i feel like let's do it you know but they don't see the commitment you're making it's not just commitment with you and your partner it's also a commitment with god and even in ecclesiastes it says that um it says i i i'm a i don't want to misquote it but it just talks about how um yeah 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 um it talks about um how we shouldn't uh, make a vow to god because when you do, are getting married you are making a vow to god and how you should hold to your end of the bargain basically and um if i'm getting married to someone who and that's why it goes back to what you guys have been saying making sure that person is for you and you are equally yoked so you you do spend the rest of your life through with this person through thick and thin and for sure there are situations where you shouldn't be but if you if you see god first like it says in Matthew, see God first and everything else will come. Like God will give you your person. Like God will make sure that the person you are with isn't going to abuse you. And we'll just have his protection because he's the foundation of your relationship. He'll grace you for it. He'll give you the grace. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up that I feel like, you know, has been anticipated. Let's talk about sex. <laughs>